Hi guys, welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. So today we're gonna to be talking about building structure, routines, habits, and why that's difficult for ADHD brains and some ways that we can better work through that. I know typically we've been posting our podcast on Tuesdays and that will remain the same, but for this week, Tuesday is actually the Jewish New Year. I'll be celebrating Rosh Hashanah with my family. So Shana Tova to those who are celebrating and to everyone else, I hope that you have an awesome week. Thank you guys for listening and I hope you like this episode. podcast now talking about you know the wins of the week and we would love if you guys would share some of yours and then maybe we can share them on the podcast if you're comfortable um quickly though I just want to say if you hear any squeaking I have a puppy I know it's going to happen again he just has like too many toys because I have no self-control and um yeah so you'll probably hear that but I think my win or one of them is that so I just moved to a new city and I have a couple friends but nothing super concrete and I went to an event last night by myself. Completely by herself, was Ooh. nervous to go, was on the phone with me on her way. But I'm so proud of you because you did it. I mean, I'm like, proud of you. Up, it took a long time for me to feel comfortable going to see a... All right, yeah. Can Wally have a bone or something? <laughs> Wally, <laughs> that's like your squeakiest toy. Is that a joke? <laughs> no, we're not playing right now. I can't do this with you. I think that acknowledging our wins is something really important for us ADHDers. We can be focused on a lot of different things at once that we kind of can lose sight of the wins and the things that we should actually be really proud of ourselves for. And so, yeah, like you said, sometimes that's going to maybe be something big. And then other times it's going to be the fact that I've made my bed for, you know, a week straight or something like that. That's a great habit. But wait, we've said mine. What's yours? I actually know yours. So I don't, but you know, not everyone knows yours. And I'm not going to lie, guys. Hers is, hers is massive. Like massive. It is. I'm officially self-employed. wild and really exciting um I'm like I'm actually emotional this whole week about it just because there's just it's it's going to be a big change and I'm just so happy that I get to do this work and like I'm just emotional I'm so I love my clients and I love getting to share this information and I love getting to talk about it and I'm so obsessed with it and like happy and just yeah it's it's exciting I'm so and this, you know, you didn't come to this decision lightly and, you know, it's been, a, it's, it's, it's been, a, it's been a lot, you know, I mean, for the past, what, four years, you've had one of the more stressful jobs necessary and needed, but like, I don't know. I'm just so, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. Honestly. Thank you. For the listeners who don't know, so I've been in um, my social work job for three years now, and I have the most like amazing, I work with the most amazing team. Um, I'm so grateful that I've had this job and I just, I've learned so much. My coworkers are just like, they feel like family. Um, they got her a cake. I think got me a cake on my last date. No, That's and so nice. And I'll still be in touch with all of them, but you know, it was a draining job and it, you yeah. know, it was really something that I struggled with at different times. And so I'm glad well, that I'm, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it's one of those jobs where it's like, maybe the day to day is manageable, but no person can leave work at work when you have a job like that. I, I always wonder with 
you know, our therapists and stuff, like, I don't understand how they can just clock out. And I don't think you ever really do clock out, at least mentally. Yeah, totally. And I have so much love for the social work profession. I know I'm going to continue to like do things, you know, I care so much about just social workers and, you know, helping social workers have more of the tools they need. I just, there's a lot of emotional stuff about that, but it's exciting. And so, um, I mean, thank you to our listeners for like, you know, being here too, so that I can do more of this. Yeah. I mean, wow. So yeah, I mean, these are the things that we want you guys to share with us. Like, whether you learned a new recipe or you, you know, got a really, really great grade on a test that you studied for, or like me, you showed up to an event by yourself, which are, you got a new job. I love that. So we got to acknowledge these wins. So send them our way. So I'm going to have a question box on our Instagram, absolutely.adhd. So go follow there and be on the lookout and send us your wins. Yeah. So this is actually a really great segue. So now you are in a new phase of your professional career, which means that your nine to fives, you know, I mean, the whole structure of your week is going to be different. So like, can you tell us a little bit about structure just in general and how that affects people differently with ADHD? For sure. So ADHD is just one big contradiction. Like every, every aspect of ADHD has another aspect that's the complete opposite. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I feel like every single topic that we bring up is you always say like, it's this, but it's also this and ADHD is right with this, but you can't do this because of this, you know, it's right. just very confusing. Totally. It's so confusing. And that's the main challenge with building routines and building structure and figuring out the perfect balance of routine and structure and flexibility for people with ADHD. Um, The reason that is, is because for a lot of us and for a lot of ADHD brains, structure is really helpful and structure helps us manage our symptoms. It helps us reduce the amount of executive functioning required because we know what to expect with our days. There's plans, all that stuff. On the other hand, because of the difficulties with ADHD, building the act of actually building that structure or building that new schedule can feel super difficult. And there's a lot of resistance that happens when we're trying to, you know, build that at the beginning stage of that, you know? So all in all, ADHD brains can make it really difficult to form new routines, new schedules, but a lot of times that lack of structure can exacerbate our ADHD symptoms. So what I mean by that is who else is like thrown completely out of whack when they're either on vacation or visiting someone else, you're in a new environment. When something interrupts your routine, it makes it way difficult to manage our our typical symptoms. And not only that, and then, you know, then we have to acknowledge the accompanying guilt, you know, of feeling, and Alana will tell anyone this, I really am susceptible to guilt. It's something that I really, really struggle with. I'd say out of all of my issues, which aren't, you know, a ton, I'm fine, but (laughs) guilt is fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Guilt is definitely the thing that like affects me the most. And so like, even when I'm on vacation or like recently I was displaced from my apartment and I was living in a hotel, which was a whole nother story that we'll get into, but like, like the routine of waking up at an appropriate time, you know, being 
active during the day, eating healthy, all of the things that I need to do to maintain a positive attitude, it, they kind of flew out the window. I mean, I was waking up at 11. There were times when I wasn't going to the gym or I was eating one meal a day. I mean, and none of those things are healthy to begin with. And they wreak havoc on my brain. Totally. It's really, really difficult when our routines change or schedules change. Um, I think first it would be helpful to acknowledge like why do ADHD brains like structure typically? And I think it's kind of, it's obvious, but it's not. So remember we were talking about executive functioning last week. Our brain is trying so hard to manage all the things we have to do to plan, to organize. Like we talked about that delay, that deficit. It's really difficult for us. So why do we feel good with structure? We feel good with structure because we don't have to sit there and wonder what's next or try and figure it out because we have a plan in place and our body just knows this is what we do now. And that's a lot easier for us than just going on and being like, oh, what now? What now? Like that all takes so much mental energy. I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but it's why I feel really comfortable in the car because I know where I'm going and I know at least for the next step of my life, I know what I have to do, you know, Mm -hmm. which is operate the car, get there safely, do this one activity. And it's really stressful for me to think about my entire day. And especially right now, Alana and I, for the first time ever in our adult lives are in the exact same place of like not being in a traditional office setting anymore. And, you know, it makes the days feel really long and really short at the same time. Yeah. Totally. I'm sure, you know, because of COVID, a lot of our listeners don't have that normal going to school, going to work structure. Yeah, that is huge. I think that, I mean, we all know, you know, the impacts of COVID on everyone's mental health. We're all, all of a sudden we were home during COVID with nothing but our habits and our routines and our thoughts. COVID totally played a huge role in that. Oh yeah. Um, our, everyone was working from home. Everything was just all out of whack, you know? So if we know that ADHD brains thrive with structure, how, I guess, do you build that into your life if it goes against the grain of how you normally live, you know? Because I feel like so often you live on autopilot, which is why, you know, you're saying why ADHD brains like structure so much but you have to get yourself out of autopilot in order to create the structure. Yes, totally. So I, I always get so excited when you ask the questions that are like pretty obvious, like the reason that we're here, the reason we're having a podcast (laughs) thing that we want to start with understanding is routines for us. We have to build it over time. So naturally a lot of us want to change everything. How often do we just get so excited. Maybe we're interested in something makes us so confident that we can change our whole routine, our whole schedule, our entire list of habits. Like, and unfortunately that's just not realistic, but sometimes our ADHD brains don't always see that because it gives us dopamine to think about those changes. So we have to challenge that and we have to take things back a step and realize like, how can we build routines over time? And the truth is we do that one thing at a time, one habit at a time. And so I'm glad you you brought up habits because that's exactly what we're going to talk about. I think it is so important that you are mentioning this 
being in the space of mental health on social media, I think that's where people find a creator that they really identify with or that they want to emulate or they're, you know, really impressed by. And they think, oh, I'm going to rearrange my entire life. Especially in a world of social media to sift through all that and be like, what do I actually want to implement in my life slash what is realistic? A huge reason why these habits, it's difficult to build habits is because that requires delayed gratification. It requires us to work something before we're feeling good about the results. We don't have a reward yet. You know, when you're in that beginning stage of building a new habit or build, adding some type of structure, you're, you're actively building it. So you're not reaping the benefits yet. That's just, yeah. And then you have to do something that doesn't feel good over and over and over and over again. Think of all of how we've talked about and how difficult it is for ADHDers with delayed gratification. So we have to remind, remember that that reward system for us is a little bit like jacked up. In other words, like our reward system isn't reliable because our brains are seeking dopamine or seeking stimulation. Just because something is important doesn't mean we can't recognize, we don't recognize that reward always. I think waking up at a certain time is a super good example. And I think so often than not, our culture pushes this rise and grind mentality. And so everyone is striving to wake up early, you know, and it's also good for you, but you're not going to see the benefits of waking up early. The minute, like the, the minute that you wake up, you're only going to see those a couple of weeks down the line when your body and your circadian sure. rhythm can re-regulate. You know what you're saying with the whole reward system and delayed gratification. It's like our mind is working against us. It's it like is. one half of your mind knows what to do, and the other half is like, no, don't do that. I mean, it's like, yeah, crazy. For sure. And like, and I actually would love to do, we should do a full episode on like sleep schedules and all that stuff. I recently like learned that I actually am a morning person. Once I was able to get through the pain of building that habit, you know, like it's, it's uncomfortable in that moment where we're trying to change something. You know what it is? Uncomfortable is such a good word. It's so everything, new habits, forming things in your lives that are, that are good and healthy for you. So uncomfortable. Totally. I mean, working out like at the beginning of it, you know, when you first go to a class, when you first try a new workout and you're dying every time, like it's just, it doesn't feel good yet, you know? And so again, I know none of this is easy. I don't, I hope I don't, I'm not making it sound easy. It's really, really difficult, but we do it by focusing on one small thing at a time. Once we have that thing down, we add something else. So I have so many clients that I'm one of the first things they want to work on is building a morning routine. And it always starts with my first question is what do your nights look like? Like, let's back up, you know? Yeah. A good morning routine happens the night before. Exactly. Exactly. So, and we don't focus on building a 10 step routine. We focus on that one thing that first thing. And maybe that just looks like getting out of your bed and making your bed. Or maybe that looks like getting out of your bed and doing a five minute breath work thing. Once we have that down, we can focus on the next step, right? We can't implement a 10 step routine and you know, it's just not going to happen. You who do struggle getting up in the morning, what I've learned, and I'm still not good about getting up in the morning. What I've learned from minimal research is that the most important thing is sunlight. So if you can get up and get outside for just two to 15 minutes and expose yourself to natural light, 
even if it's cloudy, it's going to make it so much easier for you to stay awake and then reset your circadian rhythm. Just really want to emphasize that let's always bring it back. We have to recognize that our brains are really good at the big ideas, the, you know, knowing what, like knowing what we want to do, but like we yeah. have to actively challenge that. Like, let's bring it back. What is a small actionable step we can do right now to help work towards this goal? So another quick example that I want to give, I had a post about working out tips for ADHD years. Yeah. So many people were like, okay, this is great. What about when I can't make it to the gym? Who's saying go to the gym? Start with, start a home, start a home workout or a walk, you know? No, but that's the thing. I think with people with ADHD, I think, okay, so I'm a runner, right? And I never, I try and run four miles, but sometimes I, I don't have the time to run four miles, which for me takes about an hour. But then I'm like, oh, I guess I could do a Pilates workout at home, but that's not going to be as good as running four miles. So there's really no point in doing it. But then I forget to go to the other end, which is, doing 20 minutes at home is better than doing zero minutes. But I forget to do that because I feel so bad that I can't run four miles. Do you know what I mean? 100%. And when we think about it, how can we expect, or someone who hasn't built this habit yet? Yeah. Um, how can we expect someone to go to the gym consistently and know exactly what to do when they haven't even, their body's not even used to the expectation of having a workout time every day. Let's start with that, yeah. you know? Yeah, you're so right. Like just setting time aside where you're like, okay, this is the time I want to be a gym person and I want to feel, I want to work out for enjoyment, but I've never been to the gym before. I don't know how to lift weights. I don't even know what gym to go to. So I'm going to start with 4 p.m. every day is my active time. I don't know what I'm going to do during that time. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. That's so good. The other hidden part of that too, is we have to make room for our different energy levels, whatever that is. So if we've have this expectation to go to the gym and have an intense workout, and then we, we just really aren't feeling that hot that day, really yeah. like having a hard time. We, it makes it feel like a walk isn't worth it when it's like, no, yeah. it's so worth it. You know? So we have, we want to give ourselves like like you said having that active time expectation that gives us so many more options and flexibility we don't feel forced mm -hmm. into like a do this or not at all you know and yeah. I think this conversation also just emphasized what our next topic needs to be tell me if I'm wrong 100% all or nothing thinking and ADHD oh my god literally yes because what I'm about to say a lot of people are going to have some problems with but for me waking up early the only way I've been able to do it is, so I set my alarm for seven and I know when my alarm goes off, my only thing is that I just can't go back to sleep. That doesn't mean I have to get out of bed. And what's helped me is I go on TikTok and it, which isn't a healthy thing to do. My day should be started with journaling or meditation or breath work. Like I'm aware of that, but right now I'm really just trying to not go back to sleep. And what gives my brain instant dopamine to help me wake up is by watching TikTok. I'm perfectly aware that TikTok to start my day, probably not the best morning routine, but I'm waking up early. I'm doing the thing that I wanted to do. And when that becomes good and that feels better, then I will move on 
to the starting my day with reading or journaling or something, you know? So true. So true. It's moving you closer. How can we always scoot a little bit closer to that goal? And for you right now, that that involves like TikTok, like who cares? You know, if that's working for you right now, that's great. I think if this is a good way to end, to cap this is think about all of the things that you are doing now that you didn't do last year. And it feels like you've come so far. So you just have to remind yourself when you're doing these, when you're trying to build structure, that there is structure in your life right now that you didn't have before. And so use that as a positive affirmation. I mean, you can see the milestones in your life if you pay attention to them. A lot of people don't know, like, what is the best type of schedule for them? Is it a more flexible schedule? Is it a more rigid schedule? This looks different for every single person. So I think the best way to start is look back at some different stages of your life where you had different, you know, structures in place, whether maybe school or like other things. I don't know. I've heard some people say that, you know, with ADHD, they got through college because it was just all structured for them, you know, and And I think that's super valid. So think that's the first one. We want to look inwards. We want to think about what has worked for us in the past and what was our mental health like at that stage. Maybe it was great for us and maybe it wasn't. Maybe knowing we have more flexibility makes more sense. It it really is super specific for everyone. So this is just a reminder. Don't don't compare to what you see on social media because what works for us is going to be so different for the person next to us. What works for Sam is going to be different than me and same with vice versa. Yeah. And if you think it really takes four hours for influencers to film their five to nine before my nine to five, you're crazy. They probably film it and then they go back to sleep. (laughs) It's true. Like we don't know. And we know social media is a highlight. So everyone, when they're posting about their habits, it's when they're, when they're, it's a highlight. I don't know. Highlight reel. Yeah. It's a highlight reel. So just be kind to yourself and you're here, you're listening, which means that you're actively taking steps to be a better version of yourself. And that is amazing, amazing, amazing. So yeah, we're proud of you guys. And give us, give us things to shout out on the podcast. If you, if you tackled something this week that you're super proud of, let us know and we want so that we can celebrate you. I have one more win I would like to acknowledge because shout out to you guys. Oh, I just hit the mic. Sorry if that was loud. Um, We have 500 downloads. And so I think that's a huge win. And thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you guys for hanging out with us and listening to these conversations. Um, If this is your first time listening, welcome and come back and hang out with us every week. Every week on Tuesday and find us on the absolutely.adhd Instagram page. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. Bye.